0: You're listening to episode 105 of the Marathon Running Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about racecations. This is the Marathon Running Podcast by Letty and Ryan from We Got The Runs. Join us in our running community for weekly content that is motivational, educational, and inspirational, and let the Marathon Running Podcast take you from the starting line to the finish line and beyond. Hey runners, and welcome to episode 105. Hey Ryan. Hi Letty. How's it going? Pretty good. I have an announcement, Ryan. Do you know what it is today? What? Today's our second anniversary and I'm not talking about our anniversary, I'm talking about the podcast anniversary. This is episode 105, 52 episodes a year, one a week. So we're going to do a big champagne toast today because it's basically our podcast's birthday. Yay.
1: I can't believe it's been two years that you've done this podcast, it's impressive
0: Yes, and you've done at least a year and a half But before we clink our glasses, I just want to say that we are so grateful to all of our listeners Without whom this podcast wouldn't have been possible Or, I guess it could have been possible
1: Which is a lot more boring to just talk to nobody
0: Right, exactly. If we had no listeners, we could technically still post it, but we've grown so much over the last two years, luckily, and we've received amazing feedback from this running community, and we just wanted to say thank you for tuning in and keeping us wanting to give back to you guys as well.
1: It's so cool to hear the uh, people's comments and stuff. I do really love that. me too if they get a value out of it it's awesome
0: exactly i love those emails and uh ryan i want to thank you for doing this project with me even though i know you don't love running as much as i do i appreciate your supportiveness with all of my endeavors
1: you have a lot of endeavors
0: All right, so enough with the cheesy stuff. Hopefully, you guys are still here listening. And for those of you guys that are new, we are Ryan and Letty, and we do this weekly running podcast where we bring all the experts to you so that your runs can be better and more enjoyable. And this includes experts with training tips, nutrition tips, mental tips, and all the fun stuff. And if you want to know more about who we are, you can go to our website. Yes, we have a website, runningpodcast.us, not .com, and check it out. Um, so before we talk about today's topic of racecation, we have a few announcements, so one we 've received a discount code for the Revel Race series whom we 're working with. This is an organization that focuses on downhill marathons, fast courses, and they have uh, races out of Big Bear, Mount Charleston, Cottonwood, and I believe a few others they've provided us with a couple of entries to their races for in exchange for some interviews with their team in the coming episodes. The discount code for your race registration is Striders in all caps to receive $10 off your registration. Another thing we wanted to mention was we wanted to remind you guys to join our Facebook community. We are the Speed Striders, hence that discount code. It's a bunch of like-minded people and a great place to exchange on all things running. Sometimes we do challenges and it's just a cool place. So it's Striders on Facebook. Uh, what else do we have, Ryan?
1: Are you excited about some of your guests coming up?
0: Yes. We landed Meb Kifleski as a guest in our podcast. We'll be recording this week. So if all goes well, that'll be the next episode. And if you're itching to ask a question to Meb, send it to us as soon as possible. So that way we can ask him that question. We're planning on asking him a lot of questions about running and aging and how we go about our training as we gracefully age and want to continue running because running is our lifestyle. Last but not least, we're hoping to get a few more reviews from you guys that will help us continue growing our podcast. So if you've been a listener and you haven't done so yet, we encourage you to hop on Apple or wherever you're listening to our podcast and write us a nice review. So we can spread the word and spread the love. (laughs) And speaking of love, Ryan, since this is an anniversary episode, we decided to bring a topic that has a lot to do with stuff you could do for an anniversary. So our topic today is racecations. So what is the definition of a racecation? What would you say for that?
1: Since it's racecation, race is first. So I would say go on a race and have a vacation at the same time. Otherwise I would have said go on vacation and
0: it would be it would be a, a, a vacation
1: yeah, yeah it doesn't sound nearly. <laughs> it doesn't as cool. sound
0: as good but i mean i guess it depends on you right it depends on what is your primary focus do you want to make it really all about the race or is it more of a vacation that has a race at the end yeah i mean i guess both apply right you can do whatever you whatever you like that's right. So who would you think would be a perfect candidate for doing a racecation?
1: Probably more the fun runner. It could be either or, or but like technically, if you're, um, you know, very competitive runner, there's going to be certain races that are going to give you better times, right? Because of the course. And so you, you can still do a racecation, but you're more likely to have a limited place to, or limited array of places to go if you want to only get a good time. But if you're
0: recreational, you
1: just want to have fun, you can go to anything.
0: That's very true. It almost seems like if you were to drag your family along to one of those races that you're really serious about, it could ruin a vacation because you have your dietary restrictions and you have restrictions on sleep and, and all that. So that's something to keep in mind, I guess, along also with whether you want the race to, be, to happen in the beginning of your racecation or towards the end.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting thought. I feel like I'd rather have it at the beginning, personally. Because then you still have their whole vacation to relax. But you might be sore and tired, so maybe not.
0: I kind of think, well, I guess depending on what you, like you said, if it's your ego race or if it's just a fun race, I think it's kind of nice to do it at the end because you would be tapering anyway. And you're probably not going to run during that week or you're going to be busy.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know, I think I just feel like I want to get my exercise in. I feel like I got a good exercise. I mean, I guess I'm cooped up in work. And so I get out, do a race, you know, get all that cooped up energy out. And then I can relax and enjoy the rest of the vacation.
0: Yeah, I, I can see both points. Um But I feel like what you said in the beginning is the most important part. Figure out if the course is even good for a record. And I kind of feel like you could have a happy medium of both. Some races you do, you do them for a fast time and others you do them for a good time (laughs) (laughs) you like how i said that yeah and then uh, i guess last um but not least what do you think are some tips for our runners to make a race abroad or out of state or out of the city even fun what are some things they can do
1: just remember to make it a fun experience and enjoy all of it the run and the vacation
0: Very true. That's so true with basically everything we do in life. Don't be, don't take everything too serious, right? But again, if you've been training very seriously, then find yourself maybe a race that you can completely focus on, but then also be able to enjoy a race that's abroad and a place that you've never been to. I think anyone could enjoy a racecation so long as they enjoy seeing new places and getting out of their comfort zone a little bit, because a lot of the times you're I mean you you have to be a person that enjoys traveling, right?
1: Yeah, I see that. I understand that aspect of it cuz yeah, if you get stressed out for of traveling and you you get stressed out in new places and you have all this race to go to and you're in a new place, it might not be that fun for you. So
0: so you have to enjoy both, running or I guess racing and vacations and when I say enjoy racing, I guess you have to be very aware of the fact that wherever you're going to run, it's going to be new course. It's going to be maybe a different temperature. It's going to be a different altitude. And um, I guess do your research beforehand so then you can plan for it. You can plan to either run it fast or you can choose to just make it part of your trip and part of the enjoyment. Um, somebody told me a long time ago that, There's no better way of seeing a place on foot, seeing a city on foot and getting to know it. And I feel like the marathon is exactly that. You're a tourist on foot. A lot of those races go by monuments and it's a really neat way of seeing a city.
1: It really is. I think that's a great aspect of it is like, it's cool to be on the ground and going at a slower pace in a car and, and marathon's not short, even a half marathon. So you see a lot.
0: And you get to see the local community. You can kind of get a vibe for
1: That's how true. they the, are. With the people that come out,
0: yeah, yeah, cheering you on, and or not cheering you on. <laughs> <laughs> you can really see what the city Ooh. has to offer.
1: <laughs> that is kind of cool. Yeah, you don't have to be competitive. You can just enjoy it. You you always say that, which is kind of fun. Sometimes, in some of your races, you'll uh, you'll say, "I just want to go enjoy it and just." see the sights and not be afraid to stop and take a picture or something. And so that can be really fun and enjoyable for some people.
0: That's kind of funny that you say that because you're the one who taught me that when uh, when I was going to, I think it was to Berlin, because you told me it doesn't matter how you do, we're still going to love you the same. It's not really going to make a difference. So I took that advice to heart and now I'm really able to, you know, I still push myself hard for some races, but the others, I'm really enjoying them a lot.
1: I'd love you more if you were faster, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It doesn't matter at all.
0: Cut. <laughs> right. So, Ryan, we actually have a few races or racecations coming up. I don't know if you are aware of them or not. I hope you are because <laughs> I've been booking.
1: Um, sort of.
0: Yeah. So do you know?
1: No, not all the way. I know like in Hawaii, you want to do the Hawaii marathon, which would be pretty cool.
0: And I know you're down for Hawaii anyway, just because of the surfing. So that's a no brainer. But the other one that I'm hoping you will maybe do the half marathon is, uh, that is next June in Stockholm.
1: Oh, that's still a long ways away.
0: It's still a long ways away, but it's never too, too early to book and plan vacation. I feel like that's one of the things that I enjoy doing in life that keep me working and grounded and mentally happy. <laughs> If I can get the time off. You'll get the time off, I'm sure. And um, if not, we'll just quit our jobs. But anyway, that's a different conversation. <laughs> 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 so our guest today is actually going to fully immerse our listeners into destination marathons because this is going to be Mark Yannick, And he is from the company Destination Marathons. That's his running company. Um, where he creates a VIP experience. So we talked to him a little bit about everything, all the things that his company entails in order to make the race a good experience. So he basically is creating partnerships with a few races around the world, also inside of the US, where he creates the whole package, including hotel, pasta, dinner, meeting of other runners, etc. So are you ready to listen to that? yes all right so without any further ado here is my conversation with mark janik all right so i'm here with mark janik mark thank you so much for joining me
2: it's great to be here letty i really appreciate the opportunity
0: I appreciate your time um, because I know you're busy and you're constantly working on new projects. And so perhaps you can introduce yourself to our listeners, talk about yourself, how you fell into running, and then take us to now and your company.
2: Sure. So um, I grew up in Michigan, Um, went to school there, ran track in high school, Uh, actually still hold a school record in the half mile. It's uh, 40-some years now, and I I think it's going to keep going. I ran competitively in college at Eastern Michigan University, uh, moved down to Florida, um, met my wife in 1994 in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, A good friend of mine uh, convinced me in the early 2000s that I needed to start marathoning. I had always talked about running a marathon. And uh, I said, you know what? It's time to do it. Let's train together and let's do the Miami marathon. So I said, I'm on board. I am on board 100%. So um, that was my first marathon, Miami in 2004. And uh, like a lot of folks, I got hooked.
0: Well, I mean, I guess that's how it happens for uh, to the best of us, right? Um, <laughs> I'm kind of surprised that you got hooked with Miami because Miami, I live down in Florida as well. And I know even though Miami is in January, it's a super hot and humid race. <laughs> so you must have had a better experience.
2: <laughs> well, you know, it was actually a really good experience. And I was living down there and I was training down there. So that's all I knew.
0: Okay. So since you opened the gates with the whole school record, I have to ask you, what is that school record?
2: So it's in the half mile, uh, back in the horse and buggy days when I did it, it was in yards. So it was 880, 880 yards. Uh, and I did one minute, 56 seconds, 0.2, which at the time was a conference record and a school record. I did it at the conference meet uh, in my high school and outside of Detroit. Back about four or five years ago, I took my son up to Michigan. We visited my folks and we went to my high school. I hadn't been there in years. And it was the day before Christmas. I took him to the high school thinking, um, you know, there's not, the school's going to be closed, obviously, day before Christmas, we won't be able to get in, but we pull in the parking lot and the gym door was cracked open. And there were a couple of cars in the high school Parking lot. So I thought I'm curious. Went over there, opened up the door. It was the high school basketball team practicing in the gym, where the school record was displayed. Right, it was above the in, in, above the basketball uh, rim, right uh, on the wall. So, but the funny thing was, the basketball team was doing a full court practice. You know, they were scrimmaging. The only way you could see the school record on the board was to stand on the court. So the, the team would be playing on one side of the court. My son and I would run out there, take pictures of the board so they could have proof of it.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That's phenomenal and super fast, too. I,
2: I went to college on a, on a scholarship for, for track for the mile, half mile, cross country. But I was never, you know, anywhere near Olympic material or anything like that. Um, so, but always love running and um, always thought, uh, you know, how can I keep doing it?
0: Yeah, and now you've even uh, taken your love for running to a whole new level and you have opened a company. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how that started and what it is?
2: Okay, so the company's called Destination Marathons. Um, we've been in business since 2018. Uh, prior to Destination Marathons, I worked for Merck Pharmaceuticals uh, down in South Florida. I, was, I had several different jobs, including a national account executive, national account director, sales rep, etc. cetera. And half of my career with Merck was uh, I was traveling. I had to travel you know, extensively throughout the Southeast United States or throughout the country. So I got to be really good at you know, navigating hotels and airlines and rental cars. And I got to be sort of the, the in-house travel agency, if you will, for family and friends. And uh, so I retired from Merck in 2018. And uh, my lovely wife, Lisa, was kind enough to give me a couple of months on the couch relaxing and, you know, sipping coffee and waiting for the early bird special to happen at 4.30. And eventually she got tired of seeing me sitting there and said, why don't you go out and do something? So I I figured I was going to be doing something in the running related space. And I kind of thought of this concept, uh, a a travel running company, my established work hours, self-imposed were Monday, eight to five, Tuesday, eight to five, and then Wednesday, eight to 12. So literally every week was going to be a a long weekend. I'll have time to spend with the family, go running, volunteer. I love to volunteer and all different things. I was a coach for let me run here uh, and different things like that. And that two and a half day work week lasted one week. Um, from that point on, it was literally every, every day, (laughs) seven days a week. Uh, and it's really, you know, I didn't really think about this before I started, but it's, it's almost retail because people buy travel when it's convenient for them, right? So not this year, but last year on New Year's Eve, after nine o'clock at night, we had two sales for our Boston package. I'm not complaining, but my first thought was who's, who's shopping for travel on New Year's Eve at nine o'clock at night?
0: Well, I mean, I hate to tell you, I was one of those people last year because I feel like New Year's Eve, it's like you've had a couple of drinks and you think about your bucket list and your resolutions and you're like, I really want to sign up for this marathon. And then a lot of them have these deadlines that the price goes up at a certain time. And so then you try to get everything done you wanted to get done right before the new year—the uh, old year ends. So I can, I was probably one of those people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, but it, it's been, it's been great. I mean, I, I get to, I get to hang out with, uh, runners a lot of the time, get to talk to people like you get to rub elbows with uh, really, really cool, funny w- with, 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 fellow runners. And, uh, you know, yourself, Letty, it's, it's a community, right? It's, it's a community, uh, when you find out you've got running in common with somebody, it's, it's a different story. It's like, you know, all of a sudden you've got something to talk to, talk yeah. about. One of the things that, that you know, sort of our, our hallmark, if you will, is that we are every package with Destination Marathons is a VIP package. So, what that means is that we're, we're a concierge type service. We're on site. We're not, you know, a Travelocity or, a, you know, you go online, you book a room and then you show up and you're on your own. We take care of everything. So, typically, obviously, that includes accommodations. So, we go out way in advance. Uh, You know, like with Boston, we just got done with our third Boston Marathon We're we're already planning and we have a contract for 2023, 2024, and 2025. So we go out way in advance. We we secure ideal accommodations based on that race. Um, So, you know, that's sort of the hallmark and foundation of the company. But then we we always do a pre-race dinner. And typically, you know, you may have experienced this before if you've done, you know, a big race with 25 or 30,000 people in town, right? A lot of people want to have that Italian dinner, right? The night before they want to get the pasta meal. Well, <laughs> even if you call a week or two in advance and you're like, Hey, I'd like to, I'd like to have dinner here. Can I get a reservation at uh, Mario's? Like, absolutely. Party of four, we can seat you at 2.30 or at 8.45. Uh, Which one would you prefer? Like, I uh, know I want to eat at five o'clock. <laughs> I want to eat at 5.30. So we, we always do a we do a pasta a buffet in the hotel. So our guests have to take the elevator down to the second floor, come in, there's the meal, have a glass of wine, meet the team, meet other people, talk about your race the next day. Um, we always do a goodie bag. And the goodie bag is getting better and better. Uh, the first you know, several trips, it was a Destination Marathon's pen and a, a Destination Marathon's logo chapstick and keychain. Now we have uh, relationships with national uh, partners and vendors in the running community, for example, Features Socks. Uh, they're based here in Charlotte. So the last um, several trips, all of our guests got Features Socks. Um, we're partnering with other vendors now in other spaces. So our, our, our goodie bag itself is is really cool. It's, it's uh, a lot of folks, they're really excited about it. And the goodie bag is actually for and our whole service is for everybody. It's not just the runner. Uh, it's non-runners, the spouse, the, the kids. Uh, we were in Keough Island back in December, and we had several children with us. So we, we got them kiddie-specific goodie bags. <laughs> um, and that's, that's one of the things I think that uh, a lot of our guests really appreciate is that you know we take care of everybody. So when I say take care of, what that looks like is obviously they're entitled to all of our you know, dinners and breakfasts and pub crawl and, you know, the tours, but we'll take them, we'll have a cheer section for them. We'll, we'll do a, we'll do a sign making station at the hospitality check-in, right? So right there, you can write out a sign, you know, go Bobby, go. Um, We'll, um, we'll, we'll hold their hand and take them on the tee to Heartbreak Hill so that they know they can watch their loved one coming in, right? It's not just, oh, you should go to mile marker 20 and, you know, we'll see you later. It's, it's, it's everything is, you know, hands on. So that the bottom line is that everybody in the family has a great experience. It's not just the spouse. In Boston this year, we had a speaker panel uh, specifically for our guests at the hotel. Um, we had uh, uh, Chris Twiggs as moderator, Chris. Uh, works with uh, the Jeff Galloway organization. He's the director of training nationally uh, for the Jeff Galloway organization. He was the moderator. Um, Gene Dykes, world record holder uh, in his age group in the 70s, was on the panel. Um, Tom Derderian, who's the executive producer of the Boston documentary and the author of several books on the Boston Marathon, was on the panel. And then Anna Harding from the running channel. So we, we do, you know, different things like that. So it's not just about the race.
0: I mean, it sounds, sounds awesome to me. So where are you guys currently at? What uh, races do you guys go to?
2: Yeah. Great question. So right now, like I said, we just got back from Boston a few weeks ago. We're, we'll be going to grandma's marathon in Duluth, Minnesota in a few weeks. That'll be our second grandma's. Uh, we've got a sold out crowd there, but, uh we, uh, we're really looking forward to that. You may know that's one of the fastest courses in the country. Uh, after that, we're going to Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, that's in August. In September, we're going back to Berlin. That'll be our, we're an approved Berlin Marathon tour operator with guaranteed bibs. And as I was telling you earlier, uh, we're going to Kiowa Island. Uh, that's outside of Charleston, South Carolina. The Kiowa Island Marathon in December. We've got a really cool thing coming up in um, February. Have you heard of the Donna Marathon, Donna? I have not. Marathon. It's in Jacksonville. It's in February. So Donna, the Donna Foundation is uh, a nonprofit uh, for breast cancer, right? So they they advocate for unique cures for be- breast cancer. They help. Uh, survivors and they help their families and they've been around for a long time. Actually, Jeff Galloway was one of the founding members of, of the Donna run. So every year they have this festival uh, where they have a, you know, a half marathon, a full marathon, a family run, an ultra marathon, Uh, upwards of 10 to 12,000 people come, come to that. And again, it's for a great cause. All the proceeds go to the Donna foundation. So. One of our guests at the Boston Marathon, as you know, there was a Boston Marathon in October in 2021 because of the cancellations and the rescheduling. So uh, Amanda Napolitano was one of our guests, and I didn't know her, but she went through our VIP experience. And on the way out, she asked me. She gave me her business card. Said, "Can we talk about you know this idea I have about partnering, you know, for my race, for the Donna race? You guys coming in?" destination marathons and making it a better experience. So we're really excited about that. We'll be doing that in in February down in Jacksonville. There's a very good chance. We haven't launched it yet, but there's a very good chance that we'll be doing the Napa Valley Marathon in March of 2023. Um, And we think that's going to be an ideal racecation for a lot of folks uh, based on its location and you know, uh, I'm hoping that we'll be able to get bibs guaranteed with our package. So that's all in motion.
0: That's awesome. That sounds, uh, I mean, I guess more than a handful. So you've got your work cut out for you. No more two-day work weeks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that ended a long time ago. But but the, the difference between back then and now is that I've got a star team of overachievers. Uh, I've got, I think, se- seven people on the team now. Uh, and they all, you know, are, are, are so good at what they do and so dialed into to customers and responsiveness and you know operations and 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 really just making it you know a great experience for folks. Yeah. For oh, sure. yeah,
0: I'm sure. Yeah. And um yeah, and so let me switch gear a little bit for our running community because we want to be able to provide them with a little bit of information for people that are maybe at this point. They have a race in mind that you guys are not hosting yet. What is it that people should look for when they pick their races?
2: So I think you should sit back and and say, where do I really want to go? Right. So if it's, if it's, you know, if you're only doing a couple of races a year, two or three, right, sit back and say, where do I want to go? And, And how can I make that race? Not just about the race. But about the fun, either before or after the race, right? So, you know, a key thing to do is 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 act early, right? So, a lot of races, especially the, the more popular ones, they'll offer incentives uh, for bib registration r- right after, you know, that year's event. Um, so, I, I think that the take-home there is, you know, really sort of. You know, I mean, there's a lot of folks that like to wing it, and you know, think about, oh, I'm not sure I'll be able to get time off or whatnot. But I think to actually sit down with your calendar, with your spouse or with your family and your friends, and really say, okay, we've been talking about going to to, to Napa, right? Let's right now let's put that on our calendar so that we're all on the same page, and let's, if you're going by yourself, I'd like to think you're coming with us, but if you're going by yourself start making those calls for the hotel, uh, make sure you get a bib, right? Because, uh, obviously, you know, a, a lot of races, uh, they have a staggered, uh, price, uh, points for their bibs. So it might be, uh, you know, the first week after the event, the next year's bibs are, you know, 30, 40, $50, something pretty, pretty cheap and pretty reasonable. Um, so, so lock those bibs up, uh, Make sure everybody in your, in your tribe and your personal tribe knows where you're going. Um, And then, and then put some fun into it, right? So if it's, if it's a tour, right, if, if you want to go to Berlin and you want to do a tour, make sure you get out in front of the masses, right? Because it doesn't matter what race you're going to do. If it's a big race, if it's 5,000 or 10,000 or 20,000 people, you have to remember that there's going to be, you know, an influx of people into that city that weekend. So, you know, if you don't get that tour booked or the wine tasting or the, you know, the the bus tour, the course, you you might be out of luck. So plan early.
0: Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Um, Thank you for that tip because it's always good to have something on the calendar. Um, Now, when it comes to flights and timing, obviously we all know we would love to spend a whole week somewhere, but what are your thoughts if that's not possible as to the amount of time that you should be arriving at a place to still have it be a good experience,
2: so that's a great question, and and I would I would say the rule of thumb is when you look at a calendar and you think, okay, the race is on Saturday, I think I'll come in on Friday. My advice is back it up one day. Come in the day before on Thursday, and there's a couple of reasons for that. One. You know, nowadays with airlines, with cancellations and with, uh, you know, flight delays and, you know, who wants to be stressed out, you know, you missed the flight and then now it's, oh gosh, now I'm getting in on Friday and I won't get in until six o'clock and the expo closes at seven. And, you know, you put yourself in a position where, you know, you, if if something goes wrong, even if it's not your fault, you know, you're going to add more anxiety into the equation. So, so come back, come in a day earlier. So I'll I'll give you a real life example on that. So last year we did um, grandma's marathon, right? So out in Duluth. So I'd say probably 70% of our guests came in on Friday, the day before, most of them flew in from somewhere. And I can tell you from talking to them, the vast majority of those folks wish they would have come in on Thursday. So that they have time to acclimate, see this town, relax, you know, go on some, go on a shakeout run and then just hang out at the beach or, you know, at at the coffee shop, just kind of relax and kind of soak it all in as opposed to, I'll get there right before the expo opens. And then I got to get in line for the expo. And then I got to, I'm putting myself in a sort of a mad rush kind of, kind of deal. So, um, and then, you know, back to my earlier point with planning, I think planning in advance gives you that space, right? So, you know, y- you could tell your boss or you could tell your teammates at work, hey, I'm going to be off this Thursday and Friday. I- I'm planning right now to be off these days. So, you know, mark it on my calendar. Um, so g- give yourself a little bit more time to enjoy the area mm-hmm. and, and take-, take the stress out.
0: That is a really good tip. And then finally, a couple more from your own experience, packing hacks or things, what to do and not to do.
2: So <laughs> it's funny you say that because I'll go back to my, my very first marathon, Miami. So one of the things that, I, that folks told me was that, you know, wear the same when you're training, or I'm sorry, when you're racing, wear the same clothes that you do training. So in other words, you know, don't wear something new on race day, right? So I I remember that. And I I intentionally packed my favorite running shorts. Uh, And we were, I was living in South Florida, but my buddy and I stayed overnight in Miami at a hotel. And so I had my my favorite running shorts that I had been training in, right? And I I laid them out the the night before, along with my bib and my shoes and my chip and, you know, all my stuff. So wake up early, you can kind of just, you know, it's easy to find all your stuff, put it on. So, I'm, I'm putting my running shorts on, and to my horror, I realized that the stitching inside my running shorts was falling apart. <laughs> Literally, I, I was like, "Am I going to go full commando here?" I mean, this was a big problem. Um, and <laughs> luckily, my buddy had extra safety pins. So I'm you know, at 4:30 in the morning, I'm, I'm putting safety pins. On the inner lining of my running shorts, so they they stay intact. <laughs> so, so I, I say that as a, as a pretext to say, my tip is that pack pack extra running stuff because the running stuff you know the running shorts or the running singlet is you can pack a lot of that into a you know a small space. It doesn't take a lot of space, you know. So so every time now I I go I, I have at least two running. Shorts, two running tanks, right? That sort of thing. Um, and and I learned from that experience to develop a checklist, right? So, right after that, I, I sat down and I wrote. It was twenty seven items on my checklist of what I need to bring when I go to a you know go away to a run. Uh, now, having said that, I'm I'm kind of a needy guy. I got a lot of things I need. <laughs> it wasn't back like you know in the day in Michigan when I. You know, back in the in in the seventies and the eighties, when you know it was a, all you needed was a pair of uh, of running shorts, shoes, and a, and a and a cotton shirt, and that was it. That's all you needed. Now I have a garment. I got a charger, I got a cell phone, I got inserts, I got you know music, I got I got I got I got needs, <laughs> I got a lot of things I got to think about. So so make a checklist and then have it as a document, save it to your files, and then. You know, if you know you're going to Berlin or London or wherever, you know, you can add and subtract, but at least you have a checklist. So the night before, you could pull that off and say, you know, just kind of check through everything.
0: Yeah. And that is really the best tip. Um, we have a checklist ourselves and use it religiously. It makes packing the day before so easy because you don't have to think anymore. You already put your thoughts on paper and then you literally just have to check everything off of it. So that's really great.
2: Yeah. The the other tip that I would give and probably a lot of a lot of uh, your listeners already are doing this but you know if you're if you're flying somewhere take your running shoes and your running singlet and your running shorts the essentials the bare essentials what you need to race take that out of your luggage put it on your in your day your the, your carry on so that if your luggage you think your luggage is going to San Francisco it ends up in 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 Sacramento uh, you're good you still got your you know your your basics
0: <laughs> yep. That is the best tip along with the packing list. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mark. So thank you so much for your information. And then of course, now I want you to give, um, now I want to give you the opportunity to let everyone know where they can find you on websites, uh, website, social media and all that stuff.
2: Excellent. Well, thank you. I really appreciate this opportunity and it was so much fun to talk to you. Uh, so we're Destination Marathons. You can uh, punch in Destination Marathons and hopefully we'll come up first, second, or third on your Google search. Um, people are racing again. They want to get out. There's, I think, a pent-up demand for, for human interaction, right? Why, why go alone? Why, why do these things on your own when you can be have somebody else do the heavy lifting for you, you know? Um, we like to say, we'll do everything but run for you.
0: All right. Thank you, Mark, for speaking with me and giving me all this great information and also letting our listeners know about your company. We are looking forward to collaborating with you in the future. And that's it. That's all we got for our anniversary episode. Um, stay tuned. Hopefully next week we'll have Meb Kafleski on the podcast. If not, I apologize. It didn't work. But because everybody in the running community knows Meb, and it's kind of funny. I mean, it's like saying Elon, right? You don't have to say Musk afterwards because everybody knows who Elon is. Everybody knows who Madonna is. Everybody knows who Meb is.
1: <clears throat> so it's nice because your coach actually is good friends with Meb.
0: He used to coach Meb when he was in high school. So it, was, it was really nice to have that connection. So
1: Yeah, no, it's pretty cool that he's able to talk to you. That'd be cool.
0: Yeah, so until next time. Happy running. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, head to www.runningpodcast.us and as always, have a great week of running.